Hello, and welcome to show number 2339 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Many of the people at Amazon who have disabilities have been in the disability and accessibility space for decades. And so not only are we bringing individual lived experience into the company, but we are bringing people with decades of experience with many, many disabilities. And as we've mentioned many times on the show before, it seems that companies that employ people that are going to use their tools actually develop better tools. So it's really good to see Amazon and other companies employing people with the disabilities that people in the real world will be using. Amazon is dedicated to making their devices and services not only user-friendly, but also accessible to everybody, no matter what their individual challenges are. We'll talk with Peter Korn, Director of Accessibility for Amazon's Devices and Services business, about how their design philosophy enhances the experience for all. But first, for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Peter Korn and might come in handy in our home. One of my favorite tips is you can ask Alexa to speak faster if you prefer and are comfortable with a faster speaking rate. You can ask Alexa to speak slower if you would like her to slow down and enunciate a little bit more clearly. And the way you do that is probably exactly what you would guess. Alexa, speak faster. That's great, but you have to concur with the other members of your household because Pete listens to things a whole lot faster than I do. (laughs) Well, it sounds like we've got a feature request to have the speaking rate be tied to the voice of the person interacting with Alexa. Uh, Oh, I love it. Well, maybe we'll look for that in the future. No promises, but uh, it's a great idea, and we'll take it back to the team. Here's Pete demonstrating the result of following Peter Korn's tip, with Amazon speaking at several speeds and also using several different voices. Hi, this is Alexa. Alexa, speak faster. Okay, I will speak at this speed from now on. Alexa, speak even faster. Okay, I will speak at this speed from now on. Alexa, speak faster. Okay, I will speak at this speed from now on. Alexa, speak at normal speed. Okay, I will speak at my normal speed from now on. Alexa, change your voice. I have a few voices to choose from. Here is the first one. There's an official league for rock, paper, scissors. If you want to play some time, I'm game. Would you like to choose that one or hear another? Hear another. Here is the second one. Koalas have fingerprints, and they're very similar to a human's. Would you like to choose that one or hear another? Another. Here is the third one. The kiwi is the only bird in the world with nostrils on the tip of its beak. Would you like to choose that one or hear another? Another. Here is the fourth one. I hear there are more chickens in England than there are people. Blimey. Would you like to choose that one or hear another? 
Alexa, cancel. Goodbye for now. Okay, Alexa, speak faster. No, Alexa, speak slower. Alexa, speak faster. No, speak slower. Uh-oh, Alexa, speak slower. Hey guys, make up your minds already. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by... Clusive, an e-learning platform built for the blind community to learn technology, occupational, and career skills to help you reach your employment goals. More information is at www.clusive.io. That's www.clusive.io. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Let's start by meeting Peter and learning about how the accessibility team at Amazon works. We always enjoy talking to today's guest because he always has some interesting new features to talk about and new devices. And so, Peter, I thought maybe we could start out before we do that to tell people a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you very much, Peter. My name is Peter Korn. I am the Director of Accessibility for Amazon's Devices and Services business. Uh, I'm coming up on my 10th year at Amazon and my 33rd year in the accessibility field. You've been doing this a long time. I have. You know, I can't imagine a better career, a more enjoyable and fulfilling career. I feel incredibly lucky to have found this work and to have the privilege of serving people with disabilities. It has to be particularly good to have such a big impact on people around the world. It is. You know, we announced recently that we've sold over half a billion devices in the 16, 17-ish years that Amazon has been making devices from our first Kindle. And nearly every one of those half a billion devices comes with a rich suite of access features, our voice view screen reader, screen magnifier, the innovative text banner feature that I think I mentioned when we were last together in 2020, uh, and lots of other features, and of course, Alexa uh, as well. So the reach that we have is truly stunning, and it's a real responsibility that we have to make sure that uh, everything we sell is highly accessible. So you serve people with a wide variety of disabilities, but you don't personally have a disability, do you? Um, nothing to speak of. My back isn't what it used to be. <laughs> I don't really consider myself a person with disabilities. I consider myself um, a strong ally. And we really strive to hire uh, experts with disabilities to help us make our accessible products. Uh, people like Dr. Joshua Mealy, who's on my team, um, Mark Mulcahy, a blind principal engineer who developed the VoiceView screen reader. Shadi Abuzara uh, joined my team, and um, he's in a wheelchair and he leads our standards and policy accessibility work. And it is employees, senior employees like these that really help us build the products that our customers love. Now, your team can't work on every individual project at Amazon because there's lots of things going on. How do you interact with the rest of the company? 
What's your model? You've maybe heard of companies talking about a hub and spoke model where you have sort of this hub with a with the core accessibility expertise and then spokes out to different parts of the company. We're 1.5 million employees. We have businesses that are very different from one another. What does selling groceries have to do with making movies, have to do with publishing books, have to do with a voice assistant, have to do with cloud services, have to do with satellites, have to do with self-driving cars. Very, very different. And so what we've done is we have a hubs and spokes model. So I lead the device accessibility team. We have another leader who leads uh, AWS accessibility, Prime Video accessibility, the retail website and, and book accessibility work and so on. And all of the leaders then get together and work together to set corporate-wide direction and, and policy. In fact, we're having uh, a big meeting of all of the full-time accessibility practitioners at Amazon next week in Seattle. And this is our 10th anniversary year of accessibility work. We began pretty humbly and and rather small by making the Kindle reading app on iOS and Android work with the voiceover screen reader and the talkback screen reader. And that was in May of 2013. And so we're going to be, uh, next week, we're going to be uh, spending some time in a in a 10-year retrospective and discussion of what we hope to do in, in the next 10. Well, congratulations to both Amazon in general and to you personally. Thank you. Thank you very much. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is what's new in accessibility of the vast array of products and services provided by Amazon. Well, before we start to talk about specifics, I just want to say that we have your Echo devices all around the house, and I really enjoy using them being voice activated so I can pull our shades up and down, control the temperature. And for a person who can't see all of these devices and buttons and screens, it's really handy. And also, last time you talked to us, you mentioned that you had microwaves that could be controlled by voice. And I finally fished in for one of those. And we put it down in our kitchenette downstairs. Your little device, it was $75, and you can control it with your voice. It came with a Braille template, and it fits two cups of tea, which is perfect for when we're going to watch TV in the evening. So I thank you for those suggestions. And maybe we can talk about what new things are going on at Amazon the past few years? Sure. We've been busy. So looking back on when we last connected sometime mid-year of 2020, uh, since that time, we announced a feature that I think is still unique in the industry called Text Banner, which is on our Fire TV devices. And it's really designed around the needs of customers with a narrow field of view, something like uh, glaucoma, retinitis pigmentosa, uh, tunnel vision, where you don't need magnification that just moves 
things outside of that narrow field of view that you have. So we take all of the information that a screen reader might present and we pull it together contextually into a box or a banner that you can place somewhere on the screen. You can choose the size, the color, and so on, and what information you want there. And that really came out of conversations we had at the CSUN Assistive Technology Conference a couple of years earlier. We've been doing a lot with communications accessibility. You, you have with your Echo devices built in Alexa communication. You can drop in on someone, you can call someone, you can message someone through Alexa. And since we last spoke, we implemented real-time text on Alexa communication. So somebody who is deaf or hard of hearing can type in real time in text to someone else who may not be deaf or hard of hearing, and that bridges the communication gap. Uh, we also added Alexa call captions. So if you're speaking with someone and you're having difficulty understanding what they're saying, um, you can bring up a display on your Echo Show captioning everything that the far side is saying so you can read the captions in that fashion so the device is essentially doing real-time speech recognition yep real-time speech recognition and display of that recognized text uh for you in your in your phone calls so it's just like closed captioning on a video except it's live except it's live yes that's really cool and that's built in and free with every Echo Show um, or the Alexa app on your phone. It works there as well. You know, it's really interesting. You mentioned a number of devices and functions that really treat some very specific needs. You know, when you think of blindness or some other uh, so-called disability, you can't all paint them with one big brush. I mean, there's a lot of subdivisions and special needs that people have. And like with this banner vision thing, you really made this functionality work for some very special need. That's kind of neat. There's a huge variety, huge heterogeneity uh, in the experience of people with disabilities, whether it's how much vision loss or hearing loss I have, whether that Hearing loss, maybe with Usher's syndrome, is accompanied by vision loss. Um, whether I have um, neuromuscular impairments that are also affecting my speech, something like Parkinson's or ALS. And each of these have a different set of adaptations for the computer or technology to do to maximize how efficiently and, and happily you can use that technology or how much you struggle with it. And as our accessibility work has matured at Amazon, we are reaching deeper and deeper into potentially narrower needs or lower incidence needs as we work toward our goal to be the most accessible, affordable devices on the planet. So tell us a little bit about how that process works at Amazon. You obviously can't have a person on your team with each of these very special needs. You must somehow go out and do some focus groups and have to learn about these special needs and develop them in-house. How does that all work? You know, it, it really varies 
with the, the disability and with the experience of our staff. Um, many of the people at Amazon who have disabilities have been in the disability and accessibility space for decades. And so not only are we bringing individual lived experience into the company, but we are bringing people with decades of experience with many, many disabilities. And in addition to that knowledge and expertise, they then also have connections to those different communities. So whether it's going to the National Federation of the Blind Convention, uh, Hearing Loss Association of America, um, uh, the National Association of the Deaf Convention, or um, sitting down and partnering as, as we've been doing with United Spinal and United Abilities to develop one of our most recent access features to enable customers to have full use of a Fire tablet if they have um, motor impairments, we support switch access. You can connect a Bluetooth switch to the tablet and then activate that switch with whatever parts of your body you have good control over, whether it's shrugging your shoulder to hit the button or moving your head to the side to hit a button that's mounted to your wheelchair. And in that way, then you can completely operate the tablet. And we brought Tap to Alexa, which is a feature for customers whose speech Alexa isn't able to understand yet, so that you could just tap on your Echo Show and activate Alexa utterances that way. Um, we brought that to Fire Tablet and we made it work with switch access. So now somebody who can perhaps only shrug a shoulder or sip and puff on a switch activated straw has full access to everything Alexa can do. They can create their own utterances. They can operate their smart home. And that is huge. So you've just listed a wide range of tools that are enabling for people with a wide range of disabilities. How do you decide <laughs> which one to implement next? I mean, if you're implementing something for someone with a vision problem, that's not going to help someone with a hearing problem or a dexterity problem. How do you make that decision? One of the first things is, is there a brick wall that is preventing some cohort of, of individuals from accessing our devices? Is there, is there a brick wall preventing someone from using Alexa? Well, that brick wall a bunch of years ago was if you're deaf or hard of hearing, you can't easily hear what Alexa says. So let's put the captions of what she's saying on the screen. If your speech isn't intelligible enough for Alexa, Let's start addressing that. We addressed that first with Tap to Alexa. We came back and introduced an adaptive listening feature that's particularly useful for people who stutter or stammer. And then last year, along with our colleagues at Apple and Microsoft and Google and Facebook, we launched the Speech Accessibility Project with the Berkman Center at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and we are working to get 
data of um, impacted speech, Parkinson's for now. Uh, we're looking also in the next year at three or four others, ALF, Down syndrome, et cetera, to get enough marked up speech data from individuals whose speech is affected by these disabilities and train Alexa and Apple and Microsoft and Google will train their systems to recognize uh, speech from people whose speech today Alexa isn't very good at recognizing. So those are examples of sort of brick wall barriers. The next thing we do is we look at, are there places of substantial friction? So text banner is a good example of this. With the VoiceView screen reader on Fire TV, you could use Fire TV very easily with speech output. But people who have some vision tend to like to use that vision. <laughs> And so while they could fall back to the screen reader, we thought, and it came out of the, the conversation we had at the CSUN conference, you know, we could probably do something that leverages the vision that some of our customers have and give them an experience that is more comfortable for them because we know how. Another great example is something we released last year you can now pair um, more and more models of hearing aids directly with your Fire TV. And then earlier this year, we extended that to cochlear implants. So that's an example of, of significant friction. Not a brick wall barrier, but it is preventing customers from getting as much enjoyment out of their TV as they might. And then we look at are there things we can lean into that um, might deepen the value of what we're doing specifically for people with disabilities? And here we look at things like your reading. How can we make the digital book, the Kindle book, better than the physical book? And so we came out with a feature called Reading Ruler. Reading Ruler is a collection of tools to render the text in the book a little differently with, with highlighting and, and color and sort of bars to mask the area other than what you're reading right now to help people with a variety of, of print impairments read better, whether it's dyslexia or uh, some other print impairment. Lots of folks uh, have trouble when they get to the end of a line reading across a page to find the beginning of the next line or the multiple lines on the screen all kind of blur together. And so with Reading Ruler, you can map the lines above and the lines below the line that you are reading and you just move it down like a, like a physical ruler might be moving down a page and you just read the line of text above that wooden ruler, only this, in this case, it's a ruler above and below to help you focus. And we can do that in color as well, because sometimes changing the color of the background from white to magenta or light green or something else, again, helps some groups of people with reading disabilities. Finally, 
we look at places where customers might use our devices to solve something that's otherwise unrelated to our device. And so uh, that's another thing that, that we look at doing. That sounds like a complete suite of tools for almost every use case. Well, that sounds like a great variety of tools and some great work by Amazon, and we hope you keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, and it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for inviting me to return. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Amazon's accessibility initiatives across their many product lines and how to contact their accessibility team. Well, Peter, if people want to find out more about some of these tools that are available from Amazon and some of these devices, where would you send them? So I would send them to our revamped and refreshed accessibility page. Amazon.com slash accessibility. Uh, we also have a, a dedicated page just for Alexa accessibility. And the address of that page is Amazon.com slash Alexa accessibility, all one word. And there you will find um, information about each and every access feature we have ever shipped. You will find how-to videos that take you through unboxing your Fire TV, setting it up, setting up uh, the VoiceView screen reader, turning on audio descriptions. You will find how-to description text that describes some of the things that we haven't as yet created videos for. And you'll find videos going off our various features. Last year, we launched a video campaign that will give us a whole lot of showcasing of our new access features. The uh, switch access feature, for example, is covered or uh, streaming to hearing aids uh, has a video and so on. So the one-stop shop for everything accessibility at Amazon. If somebody has a question or a comment, is there a way they can reach you or the rest of the team? accessibility at amazon.com. That works. We also have spun up a dedicated device accessibility customer service system where hundreds of customer service agents are trained in what is a screen reader? What are disabilities? What is blindness? What are all of the access features of our products? And uh, these hundreds of support agents have been answering many, many thousands of calls uh, over the last uh, year and a half, two years that it's been available. And the link to that is on the bottom of uh, every page in the .com slash accessibility site. And of course, if you're looking for any of that contact information, you can find it in the show notes associated with this episode, which is episode 2339 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the Eurofly Flight Simulator, 
Have you ever wanted to fly a plane? If so, you might want to try the Eurofly flight simulation program. We'll talk with Lucas Hasnettel about this fully accessible and detailed flight simulation program that enables you to fly your desired aircraft from and to any destination with detailed real-time feedback and control. Thanks for joining us this week. If you've been enjoying Eyes on Success, tell a friend about it, and we hope to see you next week. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.